The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is the beginning of our gospel reading for this past Sunday, the eighth Sunday after Pentecost. We're looking at Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to 32, the beginning of Jesus' parable of the Good Samaritan. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied, do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. My dear friends in Christ, this expert in the law, he came to test Jesus, but it kind of appears that he was also a little bit concerned about his eternal life his eternal salvation, and so he asked the question, what must I do to inherit eternal life? When Jesus pointed him to God's law, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, love your neighbor as yourself, well then the lawyer asked, and who is my neighbor? He kind of wanted to limit the scope of who he had to show love to. Well, in the parable of the Good Samaritan, Jesus plainly tells us who is our neighbor, who is our neighbor, and our neighbor would actually be anyone who has a need that is apparent to us, that is evident to us, that we could help. And in this respect, really what we'd have to say is our neighbor could be and really is anyone. It could be anyone. Through this parable, what Jesus did is he basically turned the lawyer's question around. Instead of, who is my neighbor, now he's asking the question, whose neighbor can I be? The priest and the Levite in the parable, they were religious leaders in Israel. They should have been spiritual examples to the rest of the people. But ultimately what they ended up doing here is they were asking the same question that this expert in the law asked, who is my neighbor? And they wanted to limit who is my neighbor. No doubt they would have reasoned that that man, well, he was half dead and he just didn't deserve their help at all. He wasn't a relative, he wasn't an acquaintance, he wasn't someone who owed them anything, so why should they help him? Why should he help him out? Why should they help him out? 
They said, we're not really obliged to help this person, at least not according to their understanding of the law. In the Northwestern Lutheran, that's the former name of today's Forward in Christ magazine for our Wisconsin Synod. Years ago, there was a reader who wrote in, who said he taught, felt very guilty as he was driving down the road at times, and, and he would see stranded motorists along the side of the road. He'd pass them by at times, and, and he'd feel guilty because he'd think of the parable of the Good Samaritan and he wondered, what should I do under these circumstances? And the fact of the matter is, is we probably all had questions like that because we probably all heard about those cases where someone, <clears throat> where someone, oh, tried to help someone out and ended up becoming assaulted or robbed himself. What we'd always want to do in an instance like that is look at the situation and see what we can do. If we're looking at a situation like that and, oh, if we saw someone who was really in need, who was threatened by some ill injury or the elements, well, the need of our neighbor hopefully would impress upon us the need to do something. And if if our fear of the situation is so great that we can't do anything, well then, fortunately, we have cell phones today and we can call 911 to inform the emergency personnel of what's going on. So we'll want to help when we can, but as Pastor Paul Kelm in that Northwestern Lutheran article said, Christian love is not an obligation to jeopardize family and self unnecessarily. Our problem, however, is probably not that we get ourselves into bad situations, but that we probably often avoid opportunities to be a good neighbor. There was a young boy who came home from Sunday school one day and he had learned the parable of the Good Samaritan. His mother, as was her custom, she asked him questions about what he had learned that day, and he went through the story, outlining all of the details that are there in the parable, and he had all of the facts correct. And then the mother asked him the question, well now, what's the lesson of the parable? What is it meant to teach us? The young boy responded, it means that when we're in trouble, others should come to help us. And now see, understand how he kind of mixed things up himself. We too have a tendency to interpret life solely in terms of our needs, our desires, and our wants. Be because we're all sinners, we kind of fight against a spiritual myopia in which we think about me, myself, and I. That's what myopia is, uh, centering on ourselves, focusing on ourselves. And my, may God help us to fight against that spiritual myopia so that instead of asking,
asking like that young boy, who can be my neighbor, or limiting who my neighbor would be, like the priest and the Levite, or like the expert in the law. Instead, we'd always be saying, whose neighbor can I be? Whose neighbor can I be? To whom can I show Christian love? May our answer always be, let's be neighbors to anyone and everyone we can. Let's show Christian love to anyone and everyone we can. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us faith in Jesus. So we know that the real question isn't, what must I do, but what has my Savior done for me? Thank you, dear Lord Jesus, for doing everything for our salvation. But now that we know what you've done for us, build up and strengthen our faith so that we're always working at loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.